From the Ranger Room in Mammoth King Studios in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. My name is Dan. I'm Freddie. The new intro throws me off a little bit when I'm saying it. Yeah. It's it's just like one word, but my mouth is just pre-programmed. Do you ever find that that happens to you a lot? Like, I know that when I'm driving, sometimes I don't understand how I got somewhere. I just know that my mind knows where I'm going when I'm on specific roads. Right. Is there anything in your life that you feel like you're on autopilot, like you're a machine? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I've got a funny comment or a depressing comment. <laughs> you know? Life, you know. <laughs> just always feel like I'm on autopilot. I feel like, like I'm just, you know, I feel like I'm there. You know, I'm here. No. Uh, probably going to the store. Yeah. I do it so often. You just go in there, and your body knows where everything is. You don't yep. even think. You're yep. just in, and then by the time that you're back in the parking lot walking back, yeah. you're like, what? how long was I in there for? Yeah. Oh, I, I, I got it down. Like, it only takes me, you know, it only takes me, like, seven minutes to walk there. Yeah. You know, and I'm in the store for, like, 15 minutes, and then another seven minutes back home. And that's it. Like... The whole time, I am just not there, you know. Yeah, it's not there. I and also I like I'll have like the like my earbuds and I'll be listening to music the whole time, so I'm definitely not there. That's me driving with no co-pilot. If yeah. someone's in the car with me, I feel like I'm very attentive because I also feel like I have to talk the entire time. Yeah, but as soon as like you're not in the car. I'll end up, I'll be, like, at the 15 and be like, whoa. how this happened. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Yeah, so. yeah. Definitely, definitely like that when I'm doing shopping. The most mundane thing that I do. Um, and also, probably most of the first episode and all of the second episode we're talking about today. I yeah. Also, I also felt like autopilot. Went very seepy to deepy. I mean... The first one is a little more interesting than the second one. Yeah. But the first episode that we're going to be talking about today, which is episode seven of Choriki Sentai O-Ranger, complete the super-powered Robo, which was written by Noburo Sugimura, directed by Shohei Tojo, originally airing April 14th, 1995. Um, it picks up right where the last episode left off, where Barra Separate, is attacking the city, and Chief Mura is chained to... Chained he's chained to a, to post. a post on the beach, yeah. and his niece, Miko-chan, she's being thrown around by Bar Brain. Yeah, and Dash Leo and... Uh, Moa Loder. Moa Loder are, yeah, still fighting a good fight. Yeah. As, yeah, brain, like, brain is... Trying like he's he's doing more of the telekinetic shit. He's, he, he's, he's just kind of floating her around. Yeah, what do you think of this? Yeah, he is. He is kind of just kind of tumbling her. 
Yeah, she's, she's never hitting the ground. She's just kind of going back and forth. Flipping her over in, in, in air. And not like at a violent speed, just like... I suppose you'd puke. Not... Eventually, yeah. yeah. Like, you, you would not feel great, but it's not something that's like... It's not something very traumatic. I mean, it would kill you eventually. Eventually. Well, yeah. Well, like, hanging upside down will eventually kill you. you know? Yeah. But, like, you know, humans are incredibly fragile at the same time, also extremely resilient. Really fucking weird. But, yeah. Like, it's not super traumatic what's going on there. So, you know, like, it's just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Moa Loder and Dash Leon are fighting against Barra separate, but they don't really stand a chance. And they are eventually defeated. While everything is going on, the other three Sentai show up where Chief Mira is being held. And they start battling Barra Brain and all of the Barra soldiers. It starts off with a Thunderwing assault on Barra Brain from Mm. the sky where Goro drops out onto his Jetter machine and rolls through a bunch of Barra soldiers. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Which, Goro is an absolute boss when it comes to making an entrance and just being a soldier just yeah and also just like yeah 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 also just kind of like doing the most flashy shit you could think of yeah definitely he is he's a very showy man yeah and that's all i know yeah he's kind of like yeah he's all business yeah so everything's going on in there like we got to save chief mira we have to we have to complete the o-ranger machines with the what do they call them? They're the Choriki Mobile. Yeah. We have to we have to complete them. And he's like, No, I have to save my niece. Y'all can complete them. So save my niece, which they do. Yeah. They they release her. She's chased by all the Barra soldiers and Barra Brain through the forest with yellow and pink. No, yellow and green, because pink and blue are off fighting Barra separate. And yes. red is driving this Jeep with Mira. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And when they get out there, like, Barra Separate is called back to come step on this Jeep while Red is driving it. Eventually, Mira says, look, we'll have Barra Brain chase me because I'm the one who he wants because I have the location. You save my niece and complete them yourselves, which they do. They freak out a little bit. They're like, why are we going to make these machines? They suck. And then they find in the schematics that it's a combining robot and it makes O-Ranger Robo. Yes. So we get a fun montage scene of them working on their ships, but also Barra Separate destroying Tokyo. <laughs> yeah. And um, Chief is now like, he's he's on a fucking like gear crucifix. Yeah. They, 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 they upgraded him. They moved him off from the post. They now got him... On this gear crucifix. Well, they just got done killing uh, Barakactus 1 and 2. Yeah. On the gear crucifix. So yeah, it's yeah. Always got to so, have huh? someone on it. <laughs> always got to have someone on it. Yeah. Um, while he's on that, he's kind of like, uh, he's monologuing. Yeah. And he's saying that if they work together, he mentions each of them by name. And when he does, we see them all doing their individual part they're all getting they're all like you know kind of like greased up you know they not like crisco greased up but like they got like black grease on them and stuff like that like they've been working under a car you know like they're all working on their machines doing part working hard working against the clock and you're saying as long as they all work together they can overcome this yeah and we got it 
<laughs> they do, and they launch the machines. So when the machines launch, we get a lot of the same scenes that we got from Mighty Morphin Power Ranger from Power Rangers Zio, and uh, we see the Taurus run through a bunch of the octopus ships. Octopus, <laughs> octopus ships. The, uh, the <laughs> yeah, the Takapas. Yeah, we do. And we get that cool shit. We get. I want to talk about uh, Goro yeah. Yeah. specifically, and Tommy in comparison. <laughs> oh boy, Tommy gets into his version of the Zeo Ranger Robo, and Goro gets into Sky Phoenix. Mm-hmm. When Sky Phoenix is launched, we get him doing a couple of aerial maneuvers to get away from the, the octopus ships. Tommy does the same exact move. It's the same footage, we understand. <laughs> yeah. Tommy then gets caught up in a bunch yeah. of telephone wires. So, for Tommy, this is point A to point B. And for Goro, this is around point This is point D. A? To point D, yes. Yeah, about point D, because there's way more shit in between. And god damn, is it, fu- is it night and day Yeah, with the competence level? Goro gets out of Sky Phoenix and stands on top of it and pulls out Star Riser and cuts an Octo ship in half. We see, It splits open and we see the bar soldier inside just plummet. Yeah. Crazy as shit. It's like hyper anime, man. Um, we then see Bara Brain in an octopus ship come out and face Sky Phoenix, and he fills the sky with dark clouds. After that, he starts spewing fire into the dark clouds, which forces Goro down into the telephone wires, and he's caught up now. Yeah, yeah. Not he, an incompetence move. Yeah, like, because he gets hit, yeah, he gets hit with a smoke screen, and then he gets hit with, like, a fucking flamethrower, like, the, he's, he, he can't see, and then the heat, um, the heat overcharge, or what's, what am I thinking? The Overheated sh- his engines. Yeah, like, so he, lo- he uh, loses control. Yeah. And the, the controls become unresponsive to him, and that's when he flies into the high wires. Tommy... Straight out the fucking gate. Did a barrel roll right into some telephone wires. <laughs> I'm just so curious as to why they didn't show that stuff. Yeah. Because there's nothing in there that wouldn't have been coherent in the American. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like well, Bar a Brain wouldn't have been. Bar a Brain wouldn't have been. Sure. But there's they still could have cut around that. Yeah. Like him out of the they ship. They could have done a Barlow soldier. Yeah, him out of the ship and fucking cutting this. Like, they could have done that. Definitely. And that would have easily been like, oh, damn, Tommy. You know, like, but that no. would have been one of those moments that stuck out as, like, one of those, like, he is a badass moments. Yeah, or you get reminded, you know, like, oh, yeah, there, there's some, there's something here. He was the Green Ranger. He was the White Ranger. Yeah. Makes sense. But Goro is supremely more competent. Yeah. In his battle skills. Um, we get the the battle where everybody's unloading and they defeat Barra separate, but then they realize that this giant metal ball comes out and it starts to bring all of separate stuff to back together and they know they have to fight the ball. Yeah. So Did you say bite the ball? Fight the ball. 
I thought you said they have to bite the ball. Um, they make Choriki Robo, and they fight Barris Eppert again, and cut him with the sword, and he falls apart. The ball comes back and beats, and they're like, we have to fuck this ball up. Yeah. So they use their power slash. So, like, um, did, I'm sorry if you, did we, did we, um, glaze over the part where, where he does the meteor attack? The ball. Yeah. Which is where he defeats them all as their normal stuff, and they realize that they have to be Choriki Robo. Yeah, but, like, did we, did we talk about the, the, like, the Choriki energy coming to them in the symbols? No, we haven't. Okay. But we do need to talk about what's going on at the uh, at the beach. Because Mura is connected oh, right. to the to the cross and Empress oh. Hysteria. I just want to say, like they got him done up to look like sleep deprived. Yes. Uh, but it doesn't really track. He, he looks like he just got some nice blue smoky eyeshadow on. Yeah, because sleep deprived really lives under the eyes. Yeah, and but they have it over above. the eyes. They have it above his eyes. And he just kind of looks pretty. <laughs> like, he, like, he doesn't look tired. <laughs> he just looks like he's he's doing, like, a cool little dusky thing. So, they they realize that the O-Ranger are out of time. This is before anything is launched. And they say, they're like, well, we have to kill him anyway. Empress Hysteria, would you like to do the work? And she is holding her fan, and she goes, oh, of course, and moves her fan, and she's got a giant she's got gun. a big fucking, yeah, she's got a piece. <laughs> she just holds She's it got up. a hand cannon that yeah. she puts to, puts to Chief Mura's chest. Yeah. And just before she's going to pull the trigger is when we see the O-Ranger Robo for the first time. Yeah. Um, while everybody is defeated, they... Mira is saying, if you just use your Choriki, you can combine everything. And right before the O-Ranger are about to die... It seems like a kind of like intervention of sorts, like a spiritual kind of... Like, the way it is, because we see the neon kind of outlines of each of their respective uh, like symbols. But it all comes from the excavated ruins that they have in Choriki base. Yeah. And it comes out, and it descends upon all of them, re-energizing them, and they make O-Ranger Robo. They go through the battle that we explained before. and uh, PP style. <laughs> yeah. Well, and which we could cut, so. Oh, yeah, we can do it again right here. They're re-energized, and they make O-Ranger Robo to where they slash Barra Brain, and he comes apart. And it's just a regular slash. The giant ball rises up out of everything, yeah, and they the, they realize that they have to defeat the ball to yeah. defeat Barra separate. So they charge up and they do the Choriki slash. Yeah, the crown slash. I yeah, think it's called. Yeah, the crown slash. Did I put that in the notes? I should. Nope, doesn't look like it's in the notes. Oh. But crown slash is performed, and Barra separate just explodes as a ball. And this kills Barra Brain because one of those silver balls are part of his brain. Yeah, so he has like a fucking aneurysm. <laughs> yeah, so he falls over and explodes. Yeah. Empress Hysteria, Prince Bulldon, and uh, Kacha Anocha take off. Yeah. And th- the O Ranger save Chief Mura. They expl- 
the way the episode ends is that Chief Mira is in a field with them. And they go, well, why did the Choriki reach out to us? And they're like, well, Choriki is nature energy. Yeah. So nature has our back. Humans are a part of nature. Yeah. And they want us to get rid of the machines and destroy Baranoia. Yeah. So the best way to pay them back is to kill the Baranoia. And just in case you were wondering, if you just remembered, here comes his niece. Yeah, his niece Miko comes up. Running through the field. Yep. Yelling, yelling uncle. Yeah. And they reunite and he's happy that she's safe and she's happy he's safe and he lo- loves loves his eyeshadow and yeah. The shot that we end on is the O Ranger standing on one side, Mira hugging his niece on the other, with O Ranger Robo in the back. Parked. And mm. what I want to say is technology wise, this is the best looking shot that we've seen of the robo being behind them and huge. Oh, yeah, yeah, small. yeah. Okay, yeah. So it works out perfectly. It looks great. So I'd like to talk about our next episode, which is episode eight, Clash, a super giant battle, which aired April 21st, 1995, written by Nobura Sugimura, directed by Shohei Tojo. And the, this episode, I got to say, man, simultaneously... The shortest and longest feeling, like, uh, Sentai episode I've ever been put through. Um, this, this is the episode where I kind of had, like, a little, like, I don't want to say a rant, but I, I was, like, ex- like, as we were watching it, I was, like, expressing my grievances with, with, um, with the things I don't, with the things I dislike about the show, I'll just say. Um... Yeah, and we've said it enough times is that they're not slowing down enough to talk about the heroes. Yeah, that's exactly how I felt in this episode, because this episode, straight up, there there's not one point that it's not, like, fighting, and that's cool, right? Like, that's, like, on, on paper, that sounds really cool, but if that sounds like it, that sounds like what I wanted as an eight-year-old from the show but it's not what I want as a 30-year-old from the show. And also, it's not something I want when we haven't had, like, a contrast to that. Because the episodes have been, like, 75 to 80% all that. You know, I mean, it's not like it's... It feels a bit oversaturated, you know? It's just... This whole episode is just a robo kind of, like, uh, highlight, you know, sp- or or showcase. Battle, know? battle, battle, battle. Yeah, because like muscle missile, you know, we get a little bit of stuff where we find out that the like machine beasts are like d- these evil, these big bad ones are be- der- uh, der- come from this planet. I forgot what it was called. But there's a cool sequence where we see the muscle missile dude. Uh, he's called. Um, uh, He's it? orange on the sheet right now. Uh, Bara Missler. Bar, uh, it's pretty cool. He like this this like huge boulder, kind of gets not cl- like cleaved, not, like he kind of well, gets ripped in mi- half, and he steps through, and it's like raining. You missed the whole beginning of the episode though, because this episode starts with O Ranger Robo out there in battle. With the with the Baranoia Empire, there's tons of of their Baratica ships. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. And they're launching out the octopus fighters with Bacchus Wrath and Kocha all at the helm. And they can't defeat O-Ranger Robo. Yeah, this is kind of like them trying to come... Uh, like, this is... is is it feels like it's picking up right where it left off. Where, like, they said, like, well, we're going to destroy the city then. And they're attempting that. But now with Bar Robo, we now see that they, they're, they're kind of outmatched without something to fight the uh, seemingly invincible Robo. Um, so, at this time, we cut to the, the Baranoia Empire base where Bacchus Wrath is saying that we need to find something to defeat O-Ranger Robo, and I think I've got it. So he create, So we see the surgery table where he makes Kacha and Ocha have their mobility improved and the ability to grow soldiers. But the O-Ranger have become too cocky, so he needs to send down one of his worst guys where he sends out Bara Missler. And... Yeah, he has a really sick, like, intro. I like that a lot. That was probably one of my, the standouts of this episode, because honestly, this episode did not hold me. Well, but, uh, the next part of the episode is one of the most interesting parts of the episode, because the O-Ranger are starting to get cocky, specifically Jury and Momo, and they're out for an afternoon drive. Yeah, well, like, we get, like, cock tease, though. Yes. I, we get so fucking cock tease. I hated it. Like, because it's just, we saw them in casual fucking clothing, driving, and I'm like, oh, shit. Something's about to happen. Yeah, it's like, okay, yeah, here we go, here we go. We're, we're going we're gonna to fucking, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna peel back the, the curtain on these humans. And we're going to see what they're like and all that. But no, it's just immediately interrupted by the fucking missiles from Missler. Yeah. Like jury hears them coming, and then we find out that the missiles are aimed right for that car. Yeah, and so we we go back to base, and the energy signature on these missiles, like they're trying to figure out who's what nation is firing these missiles. What's happening? You know, of yes. course it's the fucking machine empire, but but then they see like there's beast machine or machine beast. Is it machine beast or beast beast machine? Was it's a machine beast? Machine beast, machine beast, like energy traces on him and chief is like machine beast this kind of destruction you know that's crazy for one dude yeah so they're so that's um pretty wild to them yeah and from then on it's just fight 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 because the o-rangers show up bacchus wrath decides to come down on there and goes you can't defeat him nothing can defeat him you have no, you have nothing. They transform, and then immediately, O Red calls upon Star Riser. He does his Churiki slash, and that defeats Bara Missler in his it, it, yeah. smallest form. At least, yeah, drops him to his knee, and he basically collapses. And then they use the new upgrade of being able to uh, embiggen him. <laughs> yeah, on Kacha Anocha. Kacha Anocha. And uh, and it's actually more involved than the Power Rangers one because they kind of throw it and then we get that like circle, square, diamond. Yeah, yeah, we get Chiriki shit. Yeah, yeah, and then they grow. But in this one, we see a little thing come out of his mouth and enter like a USB port. Yeah, and then that's what repowers him and makes him grow. They call upon the O Ranger mobiles, and. The rest of the episode is a fight. 
the rest of the episode is a showcase for um, the helmets for Robo and yeah the different helmets because um, in the process of the fight it gets chained up and then sent um, flung into the fucking sun yeah literally flung into the fucking sun as they're careening towards the sun we just get they actually I think in the first for the first time ever we get. Less of an explanation than Power Rangers gave us. Yeah. For the first time ever, I believe, for our show, we get an explanation that is even more brief than the Power Rangers. Because Power Rangers, they went, like Zordon gave the whole rundown of each of the helmets before uh, they started doing it. Yeah. Instead, it's just, uh, Goro says to um, Shohei, like, hey, put on the horns. <laughs> Put on the horns and break the chains. Yeah, he's all. We're, if we do that, we're just gonna f- fall straight into that sun. So we got no other choice. So he does. Like so, we see the first uh, accessory, which is the horns coming onto, and he like it's got kind of like an electrical kind of power to it. Yeah, and it has increased strength, and it's able, and it snaps the chains off it, and then they quickly switch to uh, Galvan Galvanizer or Vulcan to the, to the Dogu Lander. Oh, helmet. Vulcan's the name of the attack. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the Lander helmet, and they use pretty ingeniously. They use the uh, turrets on it to fire in the direction of the sun to like propel it back out of the gravity, out of the um, out of the uh, the pull of the sun's orbit. Yeah. And um, once they break free of that, they uh, go right back to Earth to yeah. continue the fight. Yeah, they thrust back down to Earth, and then we see <laughs> all the I, stuff that we talked about from the Power Rangers. Yeah, episode. I and I appreciate that the they gave they didn't just go pyramid power, power of the pyramid. Instead, like this is the Gravo Gravotron helm. Yeah, it's the pyramid's gravity power. Yeah, pyramid's gravity power, which is weird because. The bull in uh, Power Rangers with gravity, but anyway, we see that. We also see um, uh, Mo Loader uh, with the cannon top. Yeah, uh, shit going on. Cool, cool. Just this the same stuff. And I don't know how they stretched this to a twenty-two minutes. Honestly, man. Well, it was the falling into the sun and them having some freak out about the fire and killing them and stuff like that. Yeah, but it's. It's an all-action episode, which takes out a lot of the time to talk for us. Yeah. So it's really just a battle. They call upon the crown slash, and they kill him. Yeah, I don't know what to fucking say. I really don't know what to fucking say about this episode, because it just really didn't hold me. It wasn't bad. Nothing, like, was executed terribly. There's nothing that made me, like, roll my eyes outside outside of, like, the um, fatigue I have for just non-stop like action stuff. Yeah. I'm all for action, but like let me know who these kids are, as we've been saying. You know, I wanna know more about that. Like tell me who the fuck they are. So these these like these these um these fights and the risk, you know, involved with them could actually feel like risk because we humanize these characters and we flesh them out and we know who they are and we care about them, you know, so it makes me concerned for them when they're in danger. If they're not in danger, they just feel like, like if, they, if they're not like known to me, they just feel like action figures. Yeah. They just feel like fucking action figures that I'm, that I'm playing with in the tub or whatever, you know? Like, whatever, you know, like it doesn't, nothing holds any purchase. If it's just nonstop action, 
there is no reason for me to give a shit. You yeah. Know? Like, it's kind of like ROH fatigue at times. It's great wrestling. Great wrestling. Like this. Great fighting. You know, the action and sequences are done very well. Yeah. O-Ranger Robo is the most active Robo, and yeah. it's worth watching all yeah, of Yeah, I would say, out of, the, out of, the, out of the, the chunky boys, he's the most... Uh, he moves. He moves yeah. a lot, which is pretty cool. But um, yeah, like it's it like with ROH, it's just uh, when the less emphasis on storytelling and it's all in ring action all the time, nonstop. I'm like, I don't really give a shit because I don't know who these people are. You know? Yeah. But with that said, about this episode, let's uh, let's take a quick break and then we'll talk about an episode where we learned something. Who episode got? nine. Suddenly, a traitor. Yeah. This one aired April 28th, 1995. Written by Toshiki Inoue. Directed by Masato Sujino. This episode does begin out action style. Where? It do. It actually doesn't. I'm sorry. This it episode. Doesn't? This episode starts out in... A shop where yellow and pink are looking at oh, clothes, right. yeah, yeah, and they are—they're still in their uniforms. And Momo says to Jury, "Goes, do you really think that we should be shopping while we're on duty?" And Jury says, "There's nothing to worry about with our invincible O Ranger Robo. Machine. Nothing can stop us. Yeah, so. Machine Empire don't want to attack. Yeah, so <laughs> don't worry, we can get a few things." Yeah, I mean, she said, besides, you got to dress nice, you want to attract a good man. Yeah. <laughs> um, but here we fucking go. Yeah. We got a fucking episode on our hands here. Like, honest to goodness episode. So from this point on, we get a little fashion show with Momo and Jury. It's real cool. They show off a bunch of outfits, and then they both realize they decided what they want. They open up, They open up their dressing rooms. Coming out wearing the same red dress with black belt, and we get in, we we uh, and we start tossing some shade. Yeah, <laughs> jury says you have to have curves to wear a dress like this. No petite form like yours looks good in it. And then Momo, Oof. Momo hits with, I think this dress is better for a young woman instead of someone as old as you. And then they do this And cool, then it goes anime. It goes, like, they stare, at, they stare at each other. They draw the lines of conflict as they're, they're, they stare holes into each other. Beams come from their eyes, hit in the middle. As it explodes, they get anime, like, like yeah, they it, draw over anime expressions. It flashes black and white, and they get these, like, anime overemphasized expressions on yeah, each other yeah. about how much they hate each other that you only see for a flash of a second, but they were really cool. Yeah, yeah. And it was just like, all of a sudden, we got some fucking character happening. And I and I woke the fuck up. I'm excited. But I, then it's interrupted by battle. Then it's interrupted by battle, and I get real pissed. But, bar a dart... Barra Dart, right? He, yeah, Barra Dart's pretty good. He, he looks really cool. He's highlighted purple. Nice. He looks really cool. Yes. Um, he comes out, and the boys are the only ones that show up for battle. And he goes, I'm Barra Dart. I have incredible aim. Watch. And he calls out three Barra soldiers that have apples on their heads, and he darts straight through the apples. Yeah. 
And then he says, and now this time. And he stands, he calls out three other Barra soldiers, and they open up three fans, one with O-Red, one with O-Green, one with O-Blue on it. And he cocks up three darts, and he shoots them, and they hit O-Red, O-Green, and O-Blue. Not the fans with the faces, but the actual people. <laughs> and he yelled poison darts right before. And these guys hit the ground. Mm-hmm. At this point, Momo and, and Jury show up, and she throws a fl- Jury throws a flash grenade and gets them all out of there. What we find out back at UAOH... Whoa. <laughs> is that the poison is a rust poison. Yeah. And the boys are turning to rust. Yeah. <laughs> Which, God, that must be like for an organic thing to rust. Yeah, that's crazy. What does that fucking mean? That's like you're like calcifying, their bones calcifying, and like you're. Basically, you have to turn. Hyper psoriasis or something? You or? turn to metal and then oxidize immediately. Oh. Oh, the fucking, oh, that's that's awesome. Um, yeah, the boys are out of commission for, and they only have six hours left to live. Yeah. They got bronzer all over them. Yeah, <laughs> they do. <laughs> that's how they're doing it. They Dead. put them in quarantine, which are plastic, <laughs> they're plastic boxes they yeah. put over their beds. Yeah, they put them in four-inch pop protectors, five mil, five point five millimeter. Yeah, the nice thick ones. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, at this point, Momo immediately tries to throw Jury under the bus because this wouldn't have happened if we would have been there yeah. instead of shopping. Yeah. You bitch. <laughs> and Mira cuts that shit off. He goes, "I don't want to hear any bickering." Okay, we have to go out there and say that these guys. Choriki will only protect them for six hours. So you need to go out there and get that fucking antidote. You need to figure it out. Maybe just kill Baradart. That'd be wonderful. Yeah. So the girls go out there to get Baradart. Yeah, so they confront Baradart, and they uh, transform, and they get into this fight with him. Pretty cool cool little fight. Baradart's, like, just basically, like, uh, brushing them off. Um, Mo, Mo, you pointed out Momo takes a real nasty looking bump on a pillar. Yeah. So Bardart just continually grabs Moa. Bardart continually grabs Momo. Yeah. And just throws her at the closest wall. And there's one that she hits into where her leg goes just the wrong direction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this this fight uh, gets pushed. Uh, he he does like of course like any fucking asshole villain shows that there is indeed an antidote. Yeah, I liked it. Like he, his eye is like a little. He has like a socket with this eye that just like kind of roams in there. The eye kind of like pops, like kind of rolls to the side, and he can reach in there. And then there is the antidote, and he shows him to it. Like yeah, you know, villain like no need to show it, but obviously he this is a superhero show, so of course he will. But um, so there is an antidote. Uh, but this fight gets pushed to the stairs where he knocks him down. And then kind of as, as he's going. Momo gets knocked out of her transformed state. Yeah. And he's about to kill her with another poison dart when Jury steps in front and powers down. Yeah. And then she. Com- she. Um, and then she says that she will do anything if he spares her life. She will fight for the Baranoia, the Baranoia Empire, even. 
and Jerry is like fucking flabbergasted. You bet Momo. Uh, excuse me. Momo is fucking flabbergasted at the bottom of the stairs. I'm going, what is this? And he says, well, you say you'll do anything, right? Well, kill her. Well, and she gives this whole long speech about how, like, oh, the she, boys are going to die. Like, boys are going to die. Dying. There's no reason for everyone to die. I don't want to die. I haven't even had Fugu yet. Fugu is a pufferfish. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so when he says, well, if you say you do anything, destroy her. So he's going to fight her. Which is kind of crazy because she didn't want her to die. Yeah. So kill her for that? Okay. Yeah. Um, Momo runs away. Yeah, Momo just runs away. And Jerry's going to pursue, but he says, there's no need. As long as we have the antidote, she's going to come to us. Yeah. So don't worry about it. Momo goes back to UAOH. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> and yeah. Thank you for humoring me. And, and she is watching her friends die. And they're like seizing and having like crazy reactions to turning to metal and then rusting. And she gets this crazed look in her eye and she's like, Jerry, if you're really a traitor, I'm going to fucking kill you. And uh, we cut to Jerry and Bara, Bara Dart is like, are you really loyal to me? And she gets down on her knee and kisses his hand. And yeah. he goes, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, mama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she she says, don't worry, Baradart. I'll bring you O-Pink's head. Yeah. And she takes off. The Machine Empire, or Machine Empire, the Baranoia Empire is overlooking this. And and um, Bacchus. Yeah. He's got, a lo- he's, got some, he's got some advice for the homie. Yeah, he says... Women are a creature of deceit. <laughs> Make sure you don't trust her too much. At this point, Empress Hysteria comes up. Because, hey, what'd you say? He goes, oh, nothing. I say anything, honey. He's <laughs> like, hey, yeah, that's right. You better not have said nothing, baby. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. Um, me and Dan were talking earlier about how maybe our focus is in the wrong place. Well, this episode. This episode has given us everything we want, but we were talking earlier how maybe our focus is in the wrong place and we should stop looking at the O-Rangers and just focus on how like entertaining and cool the like Baranoia Empire is, because they've been the show for the most part up to this point. Yeah. Because like, everything's been very, like, there's been no character to anything but these fucking machines. Yeah, they're the most personality. Yeah. I mean, like, even their machine emperor empire counterparts are, like... Really horny and <laughs> yeah, really respectful of each other. Yeah, yeah, they're a very loving couple, and they got some wild personalities. You know, you got this fucking child diabetes robot and this <laughs> and this uh, Scottish butler. You know, yeah, like it's there's there's some funny stuff going on with them. They're 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 pretty loud. They're pretty extra. And but I think Bacchus Wrath, Hysteria, and Bulldone are the same. Yeah, they seem. Yeah, they seem like they're not as horny. Not as horny, no. That's an American thing. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. And Bacchus Wrath wants the great silence, which is metal as fuck. <sighs> yeah. yeah. But, that's you a, know. That's a... That's a... Uh, that's a pretty cool term for genocide, I just have to say. <laughs> I just have to say that's probably my favorite way to refer to it. <laughs> it's the great silence. Yeah. But, um, uh... Yeah. 
So we get a confrontation between Momo and Jury. And what the fuck is Jury wearing? Hold up. Jury rolls up on a black motorcycle in an all-black leather outfit carrying an RPG. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I felt, holy shit, I forgot about that, yeah. And she blasts Momo off of her Jetter machine with an RPG. Yeah, but And then stands at the top of, top of this hill while Momo is laying bloody at the bottom and says, yeah. all right, O'Pink, it's time. And she pulls off her leather outfit and she's wearing the red dress that only a woman with curves could wear. <laughs> yeah, she's making. She's right. not wearing heels. She's yeah. wearing her flats. Yeah. She's ready to fight. Yeah, fighting flats on. Uh, but yeah, making a statement. Yeah, showing, <laughs> being definitive on it. This is my dress, not your dress. Yeah. Oh, it's so fucking cool. It's so fucking cool. So they get into it. Uh, we get a fight on this like. I said it's like on a hill. So yeah, it's it's in a state park. Yeah, and the battle gets pretty intense. A lot of kicks, a lot of gratuitous shots of Jerry's panties. Yeah, we get like upskirt. Well, so even, but um, Momo is wearing. They wear shorts under the the UAOH. That's true. Yeah. Whoa, outfits. Those, those uh, whoa shorts. <laughs> but still, we getting a lot of leg. Like, we, we're getting this upshot of them fighting. And, like, it's gross that we're bringing it up, but it's it's a lot. Like, most of the shots of this battle are done from the ground looking up at them. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, you got a sun glaring there, too, so it silhouettes it, and it's pretty cool in that sense from, like, yeah, they're, they're panty shots. You know, this is what the, this, this, as you put it, Dan, looking for them ratings. The show dropped to a 1.6 after the first episode. Yeah. Like, people were not living with this. Yeah, so the battle goes on, and Jury ultimately wins because Mama is strong. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's not to say Momo's a punk at all, because yeah. Yeah, because they bring the battle, and it's a long, completely unmorphed fight. Yeah, and she ends up with her in, like, a chokehold, like a kind of... Million dollar dream kind of situation here. Yeah. And she's yelling up to bar a dart. It's like, help me out, get her. And he shoots a dart as as Jury is holding Momo's chokehold. And Momo slips and Jury gets hit in the chest. Yeah. With the dart. And she falls to the ground. She's like, <gasps> and she yells at, you gotta help me, please, the antidote. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And he like pulls out the antidote. He tosses it down to her. And then it's like, and she, the good, the bad, and the ugly, so. <laughs> yeah. She, Fred, uh, keep the wrestling going. She uh, she pulls a bread heart on Goldberg. Yeah. Uh, she reveals that she had a metal plate under her dress, and that's what the dart hit. Yeah. It's all, yeah, thanks for the antidote, stupid. He goes, nah, stupid. Yeah. You're a woman. I don't trust you. Yeah. And it's a bomb, and, and it explodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And so he's he starts laughing, huh? You know, you don't got the antidote. And then Momo is like, oh, well, first off, there's all things like Momo's like, Jerry, uh, Momo says, uh, you didn't betray us? Yeah, you didn't betray us. And Jerry's like, no, of course not. He's like, he's like, you didn't think I would, wouldn't you? And she's like, 
No, 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 no. Of course not. Like not at all. Yeah, she definitely did for it. And also, it's like, come on, Momo. You think you, you think it would have lasted that long if if Jerry was really trying? <laughs> come on. I mean, like, not to discredit Momo's ability, but she's given up about seven inches, and I don't know. Whenever she's o pink, she's not. <laughs> but Jerry yeah. is like. Honestly, a foot taller. <laughs> yeah, she's she's much taller, and there's I would say there's a discrepancy of how much you think Momo weigh, like eighty pounds. Yeah, Momo it hasn't hit a hundred pounds. Yeah, Momo about eighty pounds. Jury, I would put her in the one thirty. Yeah, one thirty, one twenty five, maybe more than that. She's you know, probably she's, got a four inch reach on her. Yeah, yeah, she's uh, she's pretty dense, like too. I mean, like she says, she got curves, but she's also like athletic, so she got some muscle on her too. So I would put her in the one forty area. Yeah, several inches on reach. Just it is swinging out of your weight class, big time, Momo, big time. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's cute. Little exchange there. But he's like, well, uh, you can't get the antidote now. And she's like, we don't fucking need it. Chief made one. And then she points behind him. And there's the boys. They're running down the stairs in unison. He's all, and he's fucking beside himself. Like, what's going on? You know, like, no, how'd you make an antidote? And he shoots. Um, he throws the antidote down at them. Yeah, yeah. And then he turns around to shoot darts at the boys. Yeah. So Momo catches the antidote, and then she clicks the button to show that they are holograms just as the darts pass through each yeah. of them. Swerve, swerve, swerve. <laughs> and then we start the keep away game. Yeah, this is wild. It's just very funny where we have Momo and Jerry playing a little, like... L- they're playing, like, rugby sevens rules. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're doing, they're doing a lot of laterals to each other, tossing the antidote back and forth. Even, um... Kocha catches it at one point. Yeah, no, Co- Acha catches Acha it. Acha catches it, and he runs off, and Momo, um, snags it from him. She rabbit seasons him. She goes, right here, and he goes, yeah, sure. And he tosses it, and Momo catches it, yeah, and then and takes off on her jetter machine. Yeah. And she says, thank you, in, like, English, which is real cute. Yeah. And as they're trying to chase after her, Jury steps in front of all of them. Big bodies them. Yeah. So not one of you is, not one of you is, uh, was it, what'd she say? Not one of you is stepping foot past me. Yeah. Real fucking badass. She gets, god damn, we ain't stopping. She, uh, Momo gets to, whoa, with the antidote. Yeah. And she administers it, which is in pretty sentai fashion just opens you open up the cases you just hold the thing and it just sparkles into all of them over other people that need it exactly. yeah over yeah yeah you know it, it knows what it's doing but she realizes that time she looks up at the clock it's 10 minutes it's it's like nine minutes past yeah she missed it oh fuck they're dead yeah they're nope. rust boys <laughs> they're now rust boys yeah they, they're gone wait a minute chief God Mo- damn it. This Mo- is- Momo gets back to the battle with Jury yeah. and says, well, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, Chief set the clocks forward 10 minutes to motivate us yeah, to getting it, it done faster. And it does this, like, real cheeky, like, cut to the Chief doing the, like, nose flick thing, you know? Yeah. Like, just, uh, yeah, and then the boys come in, and Jury's, like, beat up, but none of them got past her. And, like, 
what the fuck? Like I said, there's some Russo booking shit going on here. But I love it. I, I love it. This is the first time, like, the show hasn't taken itself too seriously. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, they're just having a lot of fun with this. And it's been all just character. You get a feel for Jury. You get a feel for Momo. Like, the boys, you know, they took a backseat. But that's fine. That's fine that it's all girl. Like, you know, that focuses on that. Yeah. And, and like, you... We're going to learn a lot about Goro. Yeah. Like, how are we not? Shohei and Yuji can take a backseat. Goof boys. If the main characters are going to be Goro, Jury, and Momo, that's fucking fine. More than fine. More than fine. I would like that. Yuji's so fucking handsome, he doesn't need a story. Yeah. Yeah. Shohei, look at that. There he is. Yeah, there he is, man. There he is. He's, he's, he's Dan. The, the <laughs> dependable brother. Yeah. That's he's the Tricero Ranger. He's yeah. Dan. Yeah. <laughs> he's Reen. Yeah. All we know about her is she went to college. <laughs> it's true. But, um, yeah, if it's just Momo, Jury, Goro, okay. All right, let's take it. But, uh, yeah, they transform. They... They use no. What do they do in this? Because they know they go to the robo, but what do they do to get to that point? Do they just make him big? No, they use all of their weapons. Use all of their weapons. So this oh, is that's where right. we get. Yeah. This is where we get the incredible fight. Yeah, it's a. That's right. This really fucking sick tracking camera through this like park. Um, like Where we what, see Star Riser, yeah, we you, see Ored and Star Riser taking out some Bara soldiers. They follow Yuji, and he does this sick like movements with this kind of with the uh, with the uh, the bladed uh, like tonfas, I guess you would call delta tonfas. Delta what? delta tonfas. He does like this real cool like the way he fights with him. He's like kind of like. Um, Bobbing and weaving through the bar of soldiers, yeah, but he's, he's like landing, mounting them, and like putting the blades to their throats. Yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, he's like cutting the throats of these fucking soldiers as he goes. Like it's really, really cool. And then the girls face off with Bara Dart, and they uh, jump at him, uh, pulling out their weapons. He fires the darts, but uh, uh, Momo uses her shield to deflect while while. Um, uh, Oh, God. Yuji? Jury. Fuck. Momo uses her shield to deflect while Jury uses her, like, the her nunchucks. And she, like, Michelangelo's them, uh, spins them and deflects them as well. Yeah. And then they come in for this joint attack where they both swipe at him. And that's enough to knock him on his ass. And then they make him big. Yeah, to initiate the big battle. And when we go big, it's still girl time because we get back, we get their like their respective helmets, like back to back. Yeah, where we see the Vulcan, like the Vulcan cannons, but also we see a flying kick from like the cannons propelling. Yeah, like they shoot him into the air, and then it does this flying straight kick, and then for the what is that one called, the Moa loader? The Moa loader is this weird tornado. Yeah, I don't know how it turns up, but it does the cannon shot, and then it does this tornado, which is just robo spinning, you know. Yeah, just ever, ever twirling, twirling, you know, like <laughs> that whole shit. <laughs> like <laughs> you've never seen th- something this big spin this way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that kind of shit. And um, we can create 
a tornado yeah. if we move our robot in a circle twice. <laughs> and then they do the crown slash. The, the... Before the crown slash, uh, Baradart runs at him and... Oh, Robo puts the blade to Baradart's stomach, which makes him like double over in pain so that it gives them time to power up the crown slash. Mm. And it kind of spilled Baradart's g- robot guts. Yeah. His robo belly yeah. open. Yeah. Ro- ro- belly. Yeah. And he's defeated. The way this episode ends is the girls think they deserve. They don't think they deserve. They know. The way this, <laughs> the way this episode ends is the girls are shopping because they deserve it. Yeah. And they're spending all of the guys' money. Yeah, they're celebrating. Yeah, we see uh we see the boy show it's just like has his wallet out and he has like a sh- he has so many bags on him. Yeah. And they're saying they want to stop at another place. He's like, You we're still going and he's just like looking in his wallet. It's just fucking it gutted, empty. Yeah, and they're like, Yeah, and then we're going for Yeah, and she calls him like, Yeah, of course like, yeah, we deserve this. Like I'll be dead. Yeah, like if it was, uh, if it wasn't for us, you pathetic boys would be dead. And God, I got aroused. <laughs> uh, full uh, trans, full transparency. He made a, he made a noise. <laughs> he, he went, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and I got very uncomfortable because I was laying on the floor and I didn't want to get wet. <laughs> I mean. I, full that's, that's all full transparency like come come from a woman of that caliber yeah, yeah. but they, they they also say that after this they're going for treat fish us, dinner yeah you treating us to some fugu yeah and they're like no we're not doing that and they try to run but poor Shoei and um yuji uh, just get grabbed they just get grabbed so goro's they, gone no it, goro's on his way out and when Yuchi gets grabbed, yeah, he just grabs Goro and he goes, "Nah, buddy." Oh, right, if it's right. me. It's you. Yeah, yeah, going down. Yeah, Captain going down with the ship. Yep. Yeah, and that's where we get our the end for this one. Now, for two episodes that were really, really heavy in the action and <laughs> lacking of character story, like we learn a little bit. No character grows in the first two episodes. Anything that Chief Mira said is recap from the last episode. Yep. So, I mean, and the, and like this, the non-combat shit we get is so fluff. It's like such fluff. Now, you may say that shit like this, like slice of life stuff, and quirky, cute stuff like this is fluff. But I, I think that's exactly the opposite. I think the fluff is when you do like phoned in. Um, moral messages like we kind of got like yeah, at, like Power Rangers. Yeah, like that's fucking fluff. This shit right here, where we're kind of seeing these characters outside of just the superhero personas, like when we're seeing them outside of action figures. Like I said, like this is integral. This is so vital. This is the most vital shit. This one episode can carry me on Jury and Momo. Yeah, for. Maybe 10, 10, 15 episodes. Yeah, this is what this is a shot in the goddamn arm. Yeah, this is exactly what I needed. Yeah, the first two episodes, like nothing is done wrong. Nothing is like they're action heavy and they're good episodes. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't call them. 
I wouldn't, they're not boring by any means. They're entertaining episodes. Maybe it's just because, like, we're watching them back to back and all that. I don't know. But, like, I can't call them bad episodes. Not poorly done by any means. They're not boring. They're just action, 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 action. If that's your shit, you're going to be well off. But this stuff, this is what I fucking love. This is what I want. Like, this is what I've enjoyed the most in all of our Sentai series. It's when we just get a little loose, you know? When yeah. we get a little loose with it. Uh, the, 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 like, the pillars of a good Sentai to me is we have our strong, emotionally, you know, driven parts. You know, like yeah. our, our sad or angry or anything like that. Anything that gets you uh, emotionally invested, that's when it wins. That's when, that's when the show is, like, firing off on all cylinders. Or when we get... Um, the badass shit, like the super, super cool stuff. You know, when we get our young nobles, you know, we we get our we get our like, um, what's uh, we get our fucking using daddy sword, you know, in Cocker yeah. Ranger, you know. Yeah, I mean, like it. It's a kind of about having strong character development for one or two characters that are gonna fo- we're gonna follow through the series. Um, you know, Cocker Ranger being the the closest example for new yeah. would be uh, Surahime and Sasuke. Yeah. Like, the two characters to follow through. You got your wild card fan favorite with Jiraiya. Yeah. You have two very, you have strong villains yeah. to carry you through the series because we could have gotten sour on Young Noble because, like, you'd think after losing enough, like, his cocky attitude would turn into just being a little bitch. Yeah. And we lost Young Noble before we could hate him. Yeah. He, and we he, got Daddy to come in, Daddy Dymo to come in and be scary. Yeah. And finish off Yeah. Finish off the series. Very balanced. Very balanced. And um Right now we've got very strong villains. Yeah, we have very strong villains right now. And the uh the fights, the like martial arts sequences are superb. They're they're really cool. But like this just goes to show you right here. This not like the fights were fine in the first two episodes, like the martial arts stuff. But this this last one, I was so much more into it. I was so much more about it just because we had some life, you know? Just because just we had these characters and if you want to compare it, characters. And if you want to compare it to Power Rangers with Zeo, uh, we already have a lot of our relationships with these characters building. But the way they're building Tanya and Catherine, because Catherine really hasn't been around that long, the way they're building these two characters in it is the most interesting. It, they're the most interesting parts of the show. Yeah. And Zio's an incredible season because it's about building our relationships with Catherine and Tanya while strengthening the relationships of yeah, that's, the rest. That's actually, like, that's why Zio is working so well because we know the action is superb. Yeah. So they're they're uh, sprinkling this super well done like masterclass in Sentai action into their Power Ranger episodes, while giving us all the st- story driven uh, character developing shit we want at the same time. Do you think that this is kind of the issue with a military based Sentai? Is that this group of people here? They're here to do a job. They're not here to be friends or family. They were recruited. That's a good point. 
It's kind of that's a good point. I mean, it's kind of like how, uh, even though I enjoyed um, Zaire Ranger for what it was, like they were there because one thing, you know, they they're meant to do this. They're warriors, you know. This is their, this is their shit. This is their life, you know. Yeah. With uh, Die Ranger and Cocker Ranger, they had their own lives. It was a calling. Yeah, it was a calling. So that could. Speaking of the military shit, it makes it feel so goddamn like retro. Like hey, this feels like the oldest series we've watched out of all of them. Do you think it's because those blue suits remind you of like original Gundam? Like it the, makes the me uniforms think, are very right. Makes me think of like Thunderbirds Go or whatever like that. You know, like it makes me think of well, their ships are the Thunderbirds. Yeah, so. like it makes me think of shit like that. You know, this makes me think like some seventies puppet show. I don't know. Uh, it kind of has that feel, and that's not a bad thing. Not to say that like I'm not I'm not for the like seventies sci fi kind of feel. Like uh, like that's that's cool. That's fine, but it does. It feels so much older than the others for whatever reason. This takes place in 1999, but there has yet to been yet yet to be anything that's really f- made it feel contemporary to yeah. the time outside of that date. I mean, like the cars even look like 70s ish because they're driving like Cadillac yeah, there seems series. To be, yeah, and, and, there's, like and there seems to be some kind of like saturation with the color. It feels like like it feels like the f- film. Like I would like to look at Cocker Ranger with this side by side because it feels like. Cocker Ranger is so much more crisper looking. You know, and we can't blame that on the show. That might actually just be the only way that they were able to get the series. Maybe. But. Uh, I'm I'm saying there's not, I'm not, um, even though I was saying this along the, uh, while continuing the thought of like this, like this, the parts where it lacks, um, this isn't one of them. That, that that is not a, not at all a knock on it. I'm, I'm fine with that. It's just, uh, it's just something of note. That it that it is weirdly uh, retro looking and feeling, yeah, yeah, just has that about it for whatever reason. Just feels distinctly kind of like old school. I agree. I agree. Maybe we'll go back even further, old school. Mm-hmm. You know, who knows? No. Um, I think we're gonna cut it off here. I think this is a good spot to to stop us for today. So we want to thank you so much for listening to our show. We bring you new episodes every Monday and Thursday on your favorite podcatcher, and we're on all of them. So go get some for yourself. <laughs> and uh, we want to thank Rainer for the use of our theme song, Power Playthrough. If you want to go be best friends with Dave forever, what's the other guy's name? I know Chris. If you want to be best friends with Chris forever, you should head over to Rainer.bandcamp.com and go get yourself our song and you know some of their other albums. While you're there, Go get yourself a T-shirt and follow them on their social media at Rainer Sucks. You yes. can follow us on our social media at Power Playthrough, P Playthrough on Twitter and Facebook, Power Playthrough on Instagram. If you like the show a lot and you'd like to support us, you can head over to patreon.com slash powerplaythrough, where for as little as $5 a month, you can get all of our episodes of Big Bad Beetleborgs that we've done, which... If you're listening to this right now, is eight. If you're listening to this on Friday, that's nine. Oh. <laughs> We've also got a burp in our mouth. There might be vomit. 
we've also got 30 episodes over there of our VR Troopers series, and it is a trip into a world of madness yeah. where we both took the red pill and then decided that we wanted to be locked back in, so we ate a steak dinner with a man that could change his face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to our show, and may the power protect you. Whoa. Whoa, indeed.